When you grow a garden with Schultz products, you reap a bountiful crop of benefits for your customer and your business. The signature dropper applicator allows you to feed every time you water. Just seven drops per quart of water delivers vital micronutrients every time you feed. Schultz liquid plant food is available through hardware co-ops and lawn and garden distributors nationwide. For more information, go to knoxfurt.com Schultz. Welcome to this edition of Taking Care of Business podcast. I am guest hosting today, and I am Lindsay Thompson, Senior Editor with the North American Harbor and Paint Association, and I am extra excited about our guest today. Today we have John Rossman, who is a former Amazon executive, and he will be one of our keynote speakers at our upcoming uh, NHPA Independence Conference, which will take place August 2nd and 3rd in Dallas, Texas. And we're just really excited to have uh, John on the podcast to kind of walk us through his career, his journey, and kind of give us a sneak peek of what he's going to be talking about at the conference. So John, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for being on today. Lindsay, nice to meet you. Thank you for having me. I love the the name, Taking Care of Business, because that really is uh, what it's about. And I'm uh, Really excited to, to meet everybody in Texas. Great, great. So let's just jump right in. Kind of walk me through some of your career highlights. You've had a varied, um, very storied career so far, and I'd love to hear some of those highlights and then maybe some of those, uh, some of the biggest lessons that you've learned throughout your career that you've taken away from your different positions. Yeah, well, I think like any career, it's had some highlights and lowlights to it, you know, and everything, right? And, and, um, you know, so I, it has been uh, a long career at this point. Um, some of the highlights, I, I was a partner at Arthur Anderson early in my career. I then went to Amazon in, you know, uh, 2002. I led the launch of the marketplace business at Amazon. Today, that platform's well over 50% of all units shipped and sold. I also led another business at Amazon called Enterprise Services that that didn't work uh, so well and everything, right? And, you know, the key is you learn from all of these. In fact, you, you, you typically learn more from the things that didn't go great than you do from the things that did go great. Um, I left Amazon in late 2005. I was a partner at another great management consulting firm for 12 years called Alvarez & Marcel. I had just some of the best clients in the world. I got to serve the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation for seven, eight years, did over 80 different, you know, assignments with them and everything. I was a interim CIO for a retail client. Um, along the way, I wrote a book called The Amazon Way, which the story behind that is a little, is, is kind of interesting and, and a highlight. And, um, I left A and M in late 2017. Founded Rossman Partners, which is which is my firm. And today, I you know kind of like whether it's through my books or my keynotes or my advisory business, um, it's all about helping leaders evolve kind of their strategy and their leadership principles for today's competitive needs, right? And mm-hmm. so you know, it's it's people talk about digital transformation and disruption and everything. It's really just, you know, it's like, it's about taking care of business, right? It's about competing with new business models, new approaches, new expectations. And that's what I love to do is to help leadership teams, not rethink, but just 
to add some additional capabilities to their already great businesses so that they take whatever they do and enhance it and future-proof it for uh, what customers and the market expect today. Okay, awesome, awesome. Um, so tell me a little bit more about the, uh, you've written two books, correct? Can you kind of tell me a little bit about what they're, you mentioned the one, can you tell me a little bit about what they're about and kind of how those came about? What was, um, what motivated you to write those books? Yeah, yeah. So it's actually uh, three books and uh, one of the books has three uh, additions to it. So okay. the first book was called, is called The Amazon Way, Amazon's Leadership Principles. And I, one of my clients at the Gates Foundation uh, I wrote one kind of white paper about, uh, it was called Future Ready Self-Service, mm -hmm. and it was about the power of making capabilities self-service, not just for your customers, but what it forces you to do internally. And he called me into his office and he goes, you know, John, this is really good. And then he told me like the 10 things I should have done better on it because uh, he's an editor by background. And, I, and, and he goes, you know, you should write a book about this. Like you do a nice job of taking the little components of Amazon and delicately inserting them into our work. And, and mm -hmm. I think a lot of people would get that story. And the smartest thing I did was talk him into being my business partner on these books. So Greg Shaw and I still work uh, together today. So we released the first edition of the Amazon way, which is kind of the primer of Amazon, right? It's the mm -hmm. leadership principles of Amazon and kind of my story to Amazon in 2017, I wrote a book called The Amazon Way on IoT, on the Internet of Things. And it's a strategy book to help a business person who's not familiar with what the Internet of Things is, help, help them evaluate, well, what's, what could the impact of the Internet of Things be for my business? And so it's kind of 10 principles uh, or, or typical patterns of about how the Internet of Things can impact businesses. Mm -hmm. In 2019, I wrote... Think like Amazon, which is, that's like the full playbook of all the Amazon strategies, mechanisms, tricks of how they get things done. And so the Amazon way and think like Amazon are, are nice companion books. One's kind of the intro version. The other one's the full playbook. And then just uh, last year, we re-released the Amazon way, did a nice refresh to it. Uh, new forward from Tom Alberg, who, who unfortunately recently passed away, but Tom was on the board at Amazon for 21 years, was the uh, first institutional investor in Amazon. Mm -hmm. And um, and so that's been kind of the, the, the book journey, which was mm -hmm. never, ever part of my, you know, plan and stuff. And I think that's maybe like one of the things that, you know, I, I've learned along the way, which is, you know, to, you know, always think about how to put yourself in the slightly uncomfortable position of doing something new and different, right? Like it, it has to have context to what you're doing and it has to be feasible for you and everything, but it should be a stretch, right? And these, every book I've done, I've tried to kind of raise the bar in some way, do something new, something different, whether it's in the book or the marketing of it or, or whatever aspect to it is, but just be open to, to taking some chances and, you know, there, if you ever read about kind of high performance, you know, whether it's athletes or whatever, like you get in the zone by putting yourself in circumstances where you're having to stretch slightly beyond your comfort. And when you can do things like that, work becomes really fun. Yeah, I, I completely agree. So my... Um our Melanie, who was in touch with you before she went on maternity leave, you know, she's now on maternity leave. And so I have gotten to pick up the slack 
not her slack, pick up some, you know, some of her roles. And it is, it's, it's terrifying, but it's also super exciting to be able to stretch, you know, stretch myself and, you know, cool. get out of my comfort level. And so will there be, will there be future books? Do you think writing will be a side? I'm, I'm willing to commit. There will be a future book. It won't be part of the Amazon way series. Uh, mm-hmm. It will be a strategy book and it will come out in 2023. And that's okay. about awesome. what I can say about it at this point, but it, it's, it's, it's well underway. Yeah, awesome. Well, that's great that we get a cool. Maybe we can talk about it when we're when we're in Dallas. I should be able yes. to talk about it and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. that would be awesome. Um, so obviously, Amazon's huge. Like everyone loves hearing about Amazon and you know the things that they're doing, why they're so successful. Can so kind of tell me a little bit, dig a little deeper into your Amazon experiences and how those help shape the consultant and speaker that you are today. Yeah. So, you know, when I was at Amazon, I mean, just to set context. So I joined in March of 2002. That holiday season, Amazon had its first billion dollar quarter, right? So today (laughs) it's about a $520 billion size company, right? So we had our first billion dollar quarter. Um, It was was unclear, you know, whether we were going to succeed. There was a lot of doubters out there, right? Amazon.bomb, Amazon.com, Amazon.org, because obviously we didn't know how to make money, like all these jokes and forecasts out there and everything. But and when I was there, these leadership principles weren't codified, but we were practicing them every day and we were really hammering out like, oh, you know, what do we prioritize? How do we make decisions? How do we hold each other accountable? What do we, um, what is our culture defined as? And that became the leadership principles. And it was a really interesting time at Amazon because we became really clear like, oh, we're not just a retailer, we're a platform company that builds capabilities that others use, including Amazon, the retailer. And that's really been the, the, the consistent pattern, both business and architecture pattern that Amazon has taken off that, that has created this conglomerate business. So even though Amazon has changed you know, 10,000 times since I was there, the way they go about getting their work done, how they think about leadership, how they try to hold each other accountable, those things are exactly the same, both philosophically and and from mechanics, from a tactical standpoint, the same. And that's part of the lesson, which is, it, which is these things scale, they're durable. I've had a ton of experience in, in, in delicately taking some of these aspects and putting them into other businesses for the right effect and everything. And so mm-hmm. um, that's been really the playbook that I've, I've used in my client work over the past, you know, now 20 years and everything. And I've seen the impact and the power, but it really does start with leadership and the willingness to, to not I, I, I hesitate to use the word change, but kind of mm-hmm. add some new perspectives and be willing to try some new things in order to get to some different results. Okay. So so do you think a lot of these principles that you, you know, you talk about and you share, are they scalable? So like, you know, if there's someone who's, you know, you think of leadership, it's such a broad term, like you could be CEO of Amazon, or you could be over two people in your company. Are, you know, are these principles scalable? Yeah. Uh, what a great question. And the answer is absolutely yes. Like, like you can do these things at an enterprise level, at a at a 
P&L level, at a team level, and at an individual level, right? Yeah. Um, some more than others, but I would say across the board um, um, at any level. And so, you know, leadership, you know, like, like it, it's not a fuzzy thing. It's a skill set, and it's a specific mm-hmm. approach of how do you define a mission, mission, and how do you uh, garner the support and enlist the support of others in the accomplishment of that mission? That is what leadership is, right? Mm-hmm. And anybody can improve their skills in orientation of how do I define the mission and what are some new mechanics in order to get that mission done and to elicit support. And mm-hmm. so um, I, I really... Um, you know, there's kind of this myth of leadership, like a lot of things that, you know, like, oh, some people have it and some people don't, or you you either do have it or you don't have it. And it's like, I think some, like anything, some people are more gifted on some things, but everybody can um, learn new leadership tricks. And the thing I try to give to an audience is like things they can go do today to help, uh, you know, kind of put in place some of these mechanisms and some of these approaches to improve their leadership specifically for the mission of innovation and growth. Awesome. Great. So let's, uh, let's give the audience a little sneak peek into August when we're all in Dallas at um, the technology conference. So you are, uh, your keynote title right now is Think Like Amazon, Leadership for Innovation. Give us a little, a little sneak peek into what you'll be what you'll be talking about, what you'll be sharing with us. Yeah, so um, we're gonna take a quick dance across some of the Amazon leadership principles and give examples both kind of from Amazon and from not from Amazon into like mm-hmm. Like, how is that abstract principle a real thing? And then some specific mechanisms, like things you can do to help do that. And, and really the goal, again, is to, is to connect this essence of fit for purpose leadership. If the, if the mission is how do we innovate and think about things in a new way, how do I go about it? And so I'm going to give you a little bit of a playbook on Mm -hmm. some things you can do. What most companies and most leaders are really good at is kind of their operating playbook. What I'm Mm -hmm. going to help give you is a little bit of an innovation playbook to complement it. And, and the, the confusing and the only real hard thing about it is that some of the things you do in your operating playbook sound like some of the things you do in your innovation playbook, but mm-hmm. they actually have a distinctive different orientation and prioritization, right? Mm-hmm. So for example, in your operating playbook, what you're typically really trying to um, prioritize or optimize for is you know, some type of like both customer satisfaction and unit economics, right? Mm -hmm. When you're innovating, what you're trying to optimize for is deeply learning about a new customer need or satisfaction and how do you iterate to actually demonstrating that you have an idea on how to fulfill that. Those are, those are just, it feels like the same thing, but it's actually distinctly different. And one, you're trying to to scale and the other, you're trying to iterate as quickly as possible in Mm -hmm. order to figure something out. You may feel like you're wasting some money when you're doing that iteration, but that's actually what experimentation is. People don't understand that the scientific process 
starts from failure and you earn your way up to success, most of us have this expectation that, oh, no, we're going to start from success and then just refine it. Like, mm-hmm. no, you got to be ready to have repeated failure. Well, to do that, you have to make them small. You have to make them affordable. So we're going to talk about some of these, these concepts of what true leadership for innovation is about. Love it. I love it. I think that's going to tie so well. And so the overall theme of our conference is uh, what can technology do for you? And I think technology and innovation, you know, they just go hand in hand. And I think you're going to really offer our audience just another way to think about um, innovation and creativity and technology. So we are so excited to have you on. And it really is just about like taking care of business, right? And so, you know, what I think part of the challenge is, is that when we set things up as just a strategy endeavor or just a technology endeavor. Things are never just a technology mm-hmm. endeavor or just a strategy endeavor, right? They're, they're, yeah. they're always about getting to a business outcome. It always takes people to adapt. It always takes some different types of processes to get there. Um, it, it always takes a bunch of, you know, whether it's legal or tax or other supporting capabilities to go into it, you have to be able to integrate these things together in order to get to a new business outcome. Absolutely. Love that holistic, comprehensive look at everything. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Well, John, we so appreciate your time today and um, we are so excited to have um, have you at our conference in August. And uh, we look forward to hearing more about uh, this leadership for innovation. So thank you so much for joining me today. Appreciate it. Perfect. Thanks, Lindsay. See you there. Thank you. Registration for the 2023 NHPA Independence Conference is open. Join hundreds of retailers from across the industry on August 2nd and 3rd in Dallas, where you'll experience two energetic days of presentations, exhibits, and networking opportunities. This year, the focus is on technology, so you'll hear from former Google and Amazon executives, cybersecurity experts, and retailers who've been exploring technology innovations of their own. There's so much exciting things going on at the conference that we can't fit it all in this promo. So head over to yournhpa.org conference to check it all out and sign up before April 1st for a huge discount. See you in Dallas in August.